0: Last time on the Dungeon Master's Diary. Sunday morning and I'm feeling pretty, well, tired and also pretty down, actually. Um, For various personal reasons, I had to cancel the online game um, of GURPS last night, which, you know, we're trying to do the second session of the, uh, what's it called? Hall of Judgment Adventure. Um, I was hugely disappointed because I was looking forward to that, but there was not much I could do about it.
1: Things he won't share with us, the darkness in his brain the dungeon master's plan, the pleasure and the pain, it's better left unknown, keep calling out to me, I hear it break shop come Open to page one
0: My name is Che Webster, and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary.
1: Hi Che, this is Rudy from RPG Retrofit. This is about uh, DM's Diary number six. And, and You mentioned uh, struggling to use uh, pre-established worlds like someone else's world in your campaign, and I totally agree, and I have I've felt that uh, myself, and that reminded me of this great uh, blog post from Luca at wizardthieffighter.com about anti-canon and how he kind of got past that through, uh, taking less responsibility for world building, like sharing that space with your players, um, cobbling together stuff from random modules and dungeons and, um, going to random tables more. And it's, it's pretty cool. It was cool to see something that I've thought about, uh, spelled out pretty eloquently and and it's kind of it reminded me of what you just mentioned in, in this uh, diary so uh, you should track it down all right thanks
0: hey rudy thanks for calling in it's great to hear from you and congratulations on your own podcast as well which has racked up a few episodes um i really do need to dig in and sort of have a have a good listen but hey great lovely to hear from you and i'm really glad that you found something in my diary my goodness i have not heard uh from too many people recently about that, and um, yeah, it's good to know that it's still of value. And I did check out Luca Regec's, um blog that you suggested from what is it? Uh, was it the fighter fighter? Was it the? I kind of never remember which way around it is. Anyway, I'm sure everyone out there can figure it out. Uh, good read. I guess me personally, I'm much more uncomfortable with the idea of sharing my creative space with the players in terms of my world, but uh, I totally digged what he was talking about in terms of stealing random stuff from other places and using random tables more, uh, which is certainly something I'm trying to do with my own campaign. Hey anyway, man, it's great to hear from you, and uh, please do keep it listening and, you know, call in, um, because, quite frankly, I think the call-ins make these shows more interesting, uh, certainly more interesting in my ribblings, anyway. Anyway, game on. Monday morning, I'd just been driving into work early, um, well, as normal, really, and um, I was just thinking about my fantasy world, Um, and it struck me that one of the reasons why I'm finding working on it really hard right now is because, fundamentally, I don't think I really believe in it. Now, I know that sounds weird, but I just feel like I... I find it much easier to invest in and to um, play in a world, no matter how fantastic or futuristic, if they seem to me believable. And I realise that what I I create isn't believable. Um, Mostly because I don't put in enough time on preparing those worlds to make them believable. So I know there are lots of different schools of thought on this. I know that, like, for example, there's the school of thought that says, hey, just roll some random shit up on tables and run with it. Because that's easy and quick and fine. And I think that for um, a quick game, great. But you know I'm not after a quick game. I'm after a deep game. A game that actually is going to have legs and a world that's going to have verisimilitude, going to have <clears throat> a sense of believability. And I think that I'm still operating on the tools of the past really, I'm still trying to do something deep uh, whilst actually swinging around the shallow end. So I don't know what that means in practical terms, but I do know what it means is sitting down and putting some time into this setting. It is world, at least until I believe it. Because I think when I start to believe that world is a real place, then there's a chance I can take my players there. Funny story, just got my Old School Essentials retro adventure game box set and my copy of Old School Essentials Advanced Fantasy, the genre rules and the Druid Illusionist spells and also the Hole in the Oak adventure as well, which is cool. Brilliant stuff, Necotic name. Awesome, Uh, but that's not what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about the weirdness around having it delivered. So, um, this appears to have been sent by Royal Mail um, on a tracked parcel, Um, but today I got home to discover that the parcel hadn't been delivered by Royal Mail. Apparently, a passerby walking up Watnall Road, which is about a mile or so, half a mile to a mile from where I live, had found the parcel on the floor, opened and picked up the parcel, had a look, found the address, and decided to bring it to my house. I wasn't here, I was at work today, so they took it to my neighbour, just up the road. My neighbour kindly took it in, as she does with so many parcels, uh, a lady who's absolutely brilliant, and left me a note to say, f- to this effect, basically I've got the notice also, it just says, um, this was found on Wannall Road and brought to your house and you went in so brought it to mine, please come and get it. The box had been opened um, and appears to have been abandoned um, by the side of the road and everything inside seems to be fine, obviously it had been wonderfully wrapped, there were lovely... Um, Packing chips, plus the whole thing is wrapped in bubble wrap, so it all appears to be in good shape, which is absolutely fantastic. But according to Gavin Norman, who's a necrotic name, um, apparently it's showing as being delivered today, but not yet delivered. (laughs) This parcel uh, has fallen off the back of a lorry, ladies and gentlemen. I have perhaps the only copy of Old School Essentials that has literally and legitimately... Fallen off the back of a lorry. How cool is that? Quick update I uh, just had the school club game tonight. This was awesome. A couple of important things during the day. So, first of all, we got a full one and a half hour game in. Uh, the guys went down the dungeon um, and managed to sort of they delve through the room where they'd killed a spider before. And it kind of, I think that was a pleasant surprise actually. A kind of surprise that the husky the thing rotted away was there. And they were kind of like surprised by that. I think there was a lot of belief that I oh, would like reset the dungeon it would be exactly as I originally found it. And so tonight they learned that what they do has effects. Now I decided not to particularly restock the dungeon, but I had the uh, spider lair, kind of the spiders were watching but not necessarily engaging. They went um, down the tunnel, big webby tunnel, uh, in formation, two up front, one or two, be- uh, two behind those, and one at the back. Um, into walked right, right into a spider lair, basically. They not divided about arguing about which way they were gonna go, because there was immediately a or do- uh, an exit they could have used to their right, but they didn't. And then they got ambushed by three spiders in there. Um, and three of the characters ended up kind of very quickly getting poisoned and then collapsing. The two remaining guys um, fighting, and actually one of the characters killed all three of those spiders. This guy's they're calling him one-shot man in terms of one one blow killing. Uh, he's really great with his axe and can really deal damage with it, and uh, they're having good fun with that. So. They looted some treasure. One of the, the other character who survived, who kind of tried a crossbow, missed, dropped that, and grabbed his spear and kind of got into the fight and did a bit of damage. He went and uh, opened up a chest where they found some gold coins. He found five gold coins, and in, in Thrall, uh sorry, in Thal, Dungeons of Thal, the gold coins worth like four hundred copper coins. So uh, this is serious treasure. Got that. Um, and they dragged their compatriots and carried their compatriots. So they actually got lost in the dungeon for a bit, then got really excited because, oh, the other thing they found with the treasure was a key, an iron key, and also found kind of a pouch with some vials of white liquid, which they didn't know what it was, so they decided to stash those and leg it. And they kind of t- took a wrong turn. They actually... Hadn't been mapping, hadn't been thinking about where they were going, so they took a wrong turn, found themselves wandering through the tunnels, came across some giant rats that so they decided to disengage from. It's an interesting thing when you have a reaction, random reaction where the, the rats weren't being aggressive. Uh, they managed to withdraw, kind of found the door, the iron door, which is near the entrance, and they unlocked that and they poked their noses through kind of found, down some tunnels, found a massive pit. They couldn't really cross with the bodies, so they decided to retreat and leave the dungeon. Awesome stuff. Uh, they bought some antidotes off the uh, slave guards who took them to the dungeon uh, with one of their gold and a couple of healing potions too, and then they decided to go back to the slave pens, ready for next time. So good fun there, all good. Another little thing was uh, my colleague uh, Dave dropped down to see me today, and he's done half of the... I talked to a while ago about him doing this hex etched, laser etched, uh, clear acetate um, overlay thing, which you put art underneath and just use for uh, um, essentially a dungeon. And he's cut that into lots of segments, so you can make all sorts of different shapes of it, um, which is really, really cool. And he's done about half of that and showed me the prototype today, and uh, it's just really cool, actually. So I'm looking forward to getting some photos of that when it's finished. I think what I'm actually going to do, though, is going to be form one big hexagon around about, I think, around about 18 or 20 inches across. And I think what I'm going to do is kind of have it together, uh, put something under it, and um, might make myself a Lazy Susan and kind of use onlay terrain pieces to mark out stuff and show the different scenes so when we have combat we can do that on the battle map anyway dead exciting altogether, but i am home late it's six o'clock and i'm starving so time for some grub hey right okay i've got a parcel of fedex um and this is going to be a mix of stuff from the states um so i've just opened it. i've literally done a cutting to save time and on top i've got a dozen spooky and strange hats um <laughs> Fantastic! is us just open the bag and have a look. Um, I've also got so a dozen spooky and strange hats and a, the book of unusual potions. Okay, so these are both by Phil Reed, um, who I believe works for Steve Jackson Games, but these are done independently through his Kickstarter. And these are great full colour uh, little ziney type things. Um, so a systemless guide to hats for fantasy role playing games and a systemless guide to potions for fantasy role playing games. And they're not in too bad, Nick, actually. Um, having been unpacked and then repacked and sent to me. So that's cool. Um, nice. Put those over there. Um, uh, under here I've got um, a parcel from Drive-Thru Cards. So, so each of these has been sort of opened and they check and make sure you're not smuggling drugs. Um, it's myos.com and then they repackage the whole thing up before you send it on. Um, so Drive-Thru Cards, I, what I've got here is the... I think this is the BX screen, let's have a little look, oh, I say BX, this is the um, Old School Essentials, which isn't BX Honest Gov um, screen, I think that's what it is. I don't want to open it at the moment, because I don't want to lose all the bits Yeah, Old School Essentials DM screen. So i have got that in card printed off for me, um, marvellous. Um, and I'm get into the more details, so I've got a copy of GURPS Reign of Steel um, which is the war is over? The War boss one. I was watching Terminator the other day with the misses again, and we went and watched the new Terminator movie, which, by the way, is way better than I was expecting, and I really did enjoy. And of course, I've, I'd realised I I thought I had Rain and Steel, um, but for some reason I just cannot find it, so I just got myself another copy of that. I certainly have it as a PDF, I and mean, maybe that's what I was remembering. But that's cool. Um, so absolutely. The computer is not your friend. Um, absolutely, I'm um, working on my sci fi. I wanted to be able to draw from that resource. Um, and also, on the recommendation of uh, Paris, actually, do um, the three voices with me. Um, I also, he's recommended reading the Vorkosikin saga books. And uh, and I also decided that there's a GURPS source book. It's the only fourth edition hardback source book that I didn't buy, because, simply because I didn't know what the Volkosican saga was. I'm an ignoramus. Um, but basically, uh, I ordered a copy of that book up, uh, which uh, appears to be an old but completely brand new copy. It's a very good Nick and lovely full colour book as well. So I'll dig into that. And by the way, I started reading the first novel. Yeah, it's, uh, he was right. Worth a read. I quite enjoyed it actually. Uh, right, what's here? Oh, right, cool. The next 20 artifact cards for my campaign. Um, which I think I might have to just have sent straight to the UK future ones because of the um, delay. So all of these some time ago and then they sat and waited and I was waiting for other books to arrive. But here they are. Um, now I'll be honest, 10 of these cards are some repeats of previous repeat artwork, so I could have extra uh, potions and extra scrolls and stuff like that. But there are 10 here that are utterly unique, totally new things, um, so I'm dead pleased about that. Uh, so cards 21.30 from my collection. And they're in a little baggy, so that's quite nice. Um, People still keep badgering me to do something with those. Uh, And is that it? Yep, that's it. So there you go, load of new hobby stuff. Um, Not doing so well on the not buying books, right? I thought it would be quite good. I got my old school essentials retro adventure game box set the other day and I thought it might be quite good to actually have and open it up and look at it really. It's been a few days. Um just a bit mental at work to be fair, I'm busy, so um you know I've, and I've been a bit brain dead. Um so that's what I'm doing now. i just taking the shrink wrap off this box from Nicotic Name, um, which is lovely. Um, and I've got the Pete Millen Limited Edition box cover from the Kickstarter, which is really nice. So it's lifting this lid off. Uh, oh, there's a room inside for more books, so the extras can fit inside. That's quite nice. So basically, it's a black box with five books. Um, so what I've got here. I've got the core cool rules, Old School Essentials core cool rules, classic fantasy Genres, classic fantasy cleric and Magic user spells, classic fantasy monsters, and classic fantasy treasures. Um, and I think I'm fairly familiar with the contents of these because I've been playing... Um, the previous version of it, uh, BX Essentials, but it has changed. So looking up, I'm looking at all cool rules here. It's opening up. Got a lovely two-page summary on the inside front cover. So basically, the end papers has a little kind of summary. You have got adventuring, encumbrance, dungeons and wilderness, kind of summarized in a two-page spread. Um, in the back inside papers, you've got encounters, combat and the attack matrix um and also saving throws. Um so that's kind of cool. Um yeah nice. It's really nice paper actually. It's um, it's it's all matte finish but very nice quality. Kind of thick. <laughs> They're not horrendously thick but nice. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm just blittering. Um I've got a eighty-page book here in my hands, um, and it's this lovely kind of layout where uh, Gavin Norman has just basically gone and done two-page spreads for things. Um, oh, some lovely art as well. Nice piece of colour art. Um, uh, so you get kind of a really good summary of, of what's in there. Table of contents for the corals is basically. A um, bit about the game, um, compatibility and required books and all that. And then you've got player characters, eight pages there. Game stats, creating a character, ability scores, alignment, languages, experience, wealth, domains and hirelings. You've got adventuring section, which looks like the biggest chunk of the book, I think. Uh, we're talking 28 pages. Having said that, I'm wondering, because treasure is quite long. That's uh, 69 to 78, so 19 pages or whatever it is, so quite cool. Anyway, um, organise a new party, time, weight, movement, checks, damage, saves, has and challenge, dungeon, uh, dungeon adventuring, wilderness adventuring, waterborne adventuring. That's interesting, the core rules uh, has dungeon adventuring as a core. But essentially, what you're talking about is in a kind of location, crawling, and then wilderness adventuring the surface and um, just flipping to those bits and waterboard adventuring as well and then encounters um evasion pursuit combat combat issues morale combat tables retainers and vehicles and then magic uh basically three pages spells spell books and magical research just have a quick look at what's in there so, it's kind of the basic rules of how spells are used and memorised as a core. Then spell books. That's really about having a spell book in a game, as in beginning spells, adding spells, lost spells, and all that stuff. Magical research. The actual classes and spells are a separate book, um, as I expected. I was just interested that the core rules, cover pretty much all those fantasy topics. Um... So now I want to look at the genre rules and see what that is. Um, So the back says this has classic classes, uh, essential equipment and high level options and requires the core rules. Inside front cover there I've got the Cleric, Turning Table, Thief Table, Character Attack Table cleric saving, th- old saving throw stuff and then on the inside back i've got the weapon stats and adventuring gear prices and stuff like that It's quite a nice reference um okay so this gives us cleric dwarf elf fighter half used in the thief gives us the languages level titles and high level ta- high level play optional rule Ooh, what's that about page 21 Uh okay. So rules for up to level thirty six. Um that's interesting. So governs include so the original game BX I went up to level fourteen, so this is kinda of going through to thirty-six, taking stuff I guess from Becky, I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's nice. Two page spread in each class. Uh, yeah, cool. I mean, I'm sort of enjoying the look. Really, it's good. Um, I feel like I could dribble for hours. cleric magic user spells. Thin little tome. What we're we talking, forty eight pages something like that. Forty seven. Yeah, about forty eight pages. Spell list for magic users on the inside back. Spell list for cleric on the inside front. And a summary on memorising spells, casting spells and spell effects. So the bit from Core walls repeated in the inside front there. Kind of cool. Next book is Monsters. I always liked the original version of this book. Um, Previous edition, if you like. So inside back... Uh, It's got a list of all monsters by hit dice, up to 36 hit dice. Um, Inside front's got uh, hit tables for monsters repeated. So that's in the core book, I think. The back of the core book. I'm going to double check. Take my tricks, but yep, that's repeated. So that's interesting. So you can kind of grab, I guess, quick reference, whatever's to hand. And then game stats for monsters on the inside front. And then all the monsters, everything from an acolyte through to a zombie, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so, over 200 monsters, apparently. Cool. Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> uh, yeah, nice. Um, ascending and Descending Karma class, for those who care. Um and then the treasure book, which is a nice little separate book. Um, previously, Monsters and Treasures, was it together? I can't remember. Um, well, anyway, okay, random tables mat- on the inside front and more on the inside back. And oh, do you know what? Every time I flip through these, I always want to end up playing it. I kind of fancy playing it again. I always feel like there's a strong like, tug of... Um, that's the word, nostalgia, that's the word, and I kind of want to play it again, Um, uh, that's fine right until I start playing it, (laughs) I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the game at all, because it really isn't, it's a great game and I get really excited about playing this um, when I took it to school, and I don't know in some ways why I ditched playing it at school, Um, it's fun course it's less than perfect um, as a game system but hey what game system's perfect so yeah it's fun is uh, BX or Old School Essentials this really nice, really nice production it's thick, heavy covers you know they remind me of a uh, sort of puffing books back in the day actually that feel and that smell which is kind of cool right so Treasures, Monsters and i got classic magic user and cleric spells and classic genre rules and then the core rules. And I'm going to go and get them and put them in here. I've got um, also the advanced rules and advanced spells for druids and illusionists. And that's obviously the adventure that comes with it. What do you want really? It's great. Game on.